Ah, this is the part where I should have thought through an intro. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, the worst thing would be, What's up, guys? <laughs> What's up, YouTube? It's you boys. <laughs> so, welcome to Tuned In Dialed Up, a podcast about podcasts by people who like podcasts and make them. I think that's the best intro I can come up with. Yeah. yeah I think that works. Work. So... Yep. I am joined today by my wonderful co-host. Hi, I am Will Williams. Um, I write podcast reviews, news, and musings over at willwilliams.reviews. I am Gavin. I go by the moniker The Pod Reporter because I'm full of myself, and that's a name I thought <laughs> up like three years ago. I write about podcasts and make two, technically three, because I'm doing one right now. So uh, yeah, I have my hands in a few podcasts. Oh yeah, technically I make two and perhaps three. Bam, oh, there you go. Oh jeez. Oh, no. <laughs> so, we are here to talk about things we like about podcasting, things we might not like in podcasting, whatever whatever is on the spectrum of podcasting, it's here. Each episode, we're going to start off talking about our shining moment. So, uh, something that happened in our podcast reporting life's sphere that we want to talk about. And, Will, it looks like you've got a really cool one to start off with. Yeah, I do. So... This week, there was a conversation that was floating around specifically the audio drama Twitter sphere. There was a hashtag, I believe it was transcripts in AD. Mm -hmm. So the whole discussion was about how important it is to have transcripts, especially for audio dramas. And this is something that I'm really, really passionate about and something that I think is often overlooked or a lot of podcasters think is too much work. Yeah. Yeah, it's... It's really important for accessibility, and it's especially if you're in audio drama and you have a script. It's not like We're, yeah, there's like difficult. there's no <laughs> there's no like I have a show that's completely improv. Like we read stuff and we talk about it. Like that's basically the gist of it. That would require someone to sit down and type an entire transcript for with an audio drama. You got the script. <laughs> you have it right there, and I've seen. Uh, I've seen. So many reasons for why, oh, we can't do a script for blah, blah, blah. And I don't buy it. I don't cut it, buy cut it. it. If, it, if there's yeah. a spoiler, cut it out. Right. Like, I'm sorry. If, if your concern is that the spoilers of your free audio drama that you make because you have passion, if you yeah. think that that is more important than, like, accessibility and not being garbage to people with disabilities or people who have trouble following along with audio... um. That's a bad person thing to do. You make the content. All you're just saying is, I don't want people to fully be able to experience my content. Or in some cases, be able to experience it at all. At all, yeah. Like, mm -hmm. my my argument for my use case is not necessarily important. I listen to podcasts while driving a lot because I have a job that requires me to drive. And luckily, our vehicles have aux cables. Mm -hmm. But there are a lot of podcasts that are very well made but I might not really know how to spell a name or yeah. or I might not know what that name is. Like, I kind of have a gist of what it... I might hear something and then be like, I want to come back later and check that out. Sometimes when I'm on a break and I'm just parked somewhere, I'll pull up the website and see if there's a transcript. Like, uh, I know how to spell the Kavataka from Girl in Space because uh, Girl in Space provides transcripts and i know this is how this character's name is spelled like i never would have been able to figure out some of the stuff i figured out about that show without the transcripts yeah i mean even just as somebody who writes reviews sometimes i want to quote your podcast yep. and it's going to be a hell of a lot easier if you just give me the text obviously i can listen and transcribe but 
you know, there's a difference, especially even in just punctuation. I could give something a semicolon instead of a period, and that has its own tonal difference. I have already miscommunicated your podcast. Exactly. But, like, how the hell am I supposed to know that? From my limited experience to the discussion, because mainly what I was seeing was what you and uh, Ellie and... um, probably just a bunch of fake crafters people mm-hmm. were retweeting about it. So I was mainly seeing positive things. Yes, we do try to, <laughs> we always try to focus on the positive and there are shows that are doing beautiful things. Yeah. The Marsfall crew recently. I never really got to see the opposite side of it. That's good. <laughs> I'm so happy for you. Yeah, when you start calling people out on their shit, you start getting shit back at you. Yeah. So, you know, Actually, that's a thing. <laughs> that provides the perfect segue into what my shining moment is. Yes, please. I started the pod report in January when I bumped into Will Williams. Or wait, no, I, it was the pod. It was podcast problems back then. I bumped into your mm-hmm. website randomly. Yes. Uh, and I submitted my erotica review, goofy erotica review show, the Red Light Library for review. And we started talking. Here we are now. That kind of tells the story itself but then you, like seeing you write about podcasts made me be like i want to do it <laughs> which is like by the way the highest compliment anybody could possibly pay me i'm very honored by that it just it really i don't know i just there's this thing i'm really excited about mm-hmm. and people i know including my wonderful significant other listen like it's not like i'm surrounded by people who's like mm, podcasts suck <laughs> but it's still just you want to write about it you just get it out there i wrote a kind of review thing about girl in space and that was kind of well received but the second thing i wrote after my two-month hiatus coming back the week we record this was a uh, first impressions of a audio drama called station blue which is being produced by a newcomer to the field i had the hardest time writing that first impression not because i didn't like the podcast but because i had comments about I had constructive criticism about the physical editing of it because there was a lot of, um, there was no like normalization or uh, evening out of the audio between sound effects that were canned and the audio of their voice. So like the waveform, instead of being almost a uniform band that has some spikes occasionally, it was all spikes. Mm. So it was impossible to listen to it in my use case without having sound effects just hit you like a wave or not be able to hear people talking because you're tuned in for the sound effect volume. I just tried to responsibly and uh, as nicely as possible say, here's how this can be done (laughs) with the free software just a observation uh i and it, there was a couple of points where i turned to uh my my significant other sam and said like is this is this cool am i <laughs> am i all right <laughs> and then i put it up and station blue like retweeted it they loved it uh they thanked me for my constructive criticism and it's just like that's the first time i've offered I guess it was, I'm used to, I come from a background where the things I reviewed for like my college newspapers and stuff were big budget movies and things where if there was something wrong with it, I would just tear into it because it's a paid thing that I paid to see. And I walked out of Meet the Blacks and it was garbage and here's why. (laughs) And I think there is, I think there's also a difference between, you know, ripping into a, a, a podcast that's some sort of huge national event yes, um, yes versus yes. an indie creator like my review of s-town 
wasn't yeah. nice. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it's allowed to be because it's not, I'm not hurting a small indie creator. Perfect example. And the people who produce As Town are professional journalists yes. who work for WNYC and get paid a lot more than I ever will. I, yeah, that was my first like toe into, I guess, criticism with a capital C. Mm-hmm. And it feels great to be able to just post stuff that's not like there was a time where I, as a reviewer, felt like I was being sicked on movies. Like there was that really bad Fifty Shades yeah, of Grey absolutely. parody mm-hmm. that came out. And people were like, yeah, but you should go see that because you wrote a four page review of Unfriended. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, I hated Unfriended. Anyway, so I think that covers our shining moments. We had some pretty fun ones. Yeah. Uh, how about we move on to our big meaty discussion topic, Guilty Pleasure Podcasts. <laughs> Yeah, I'm both excited and uh, extremely nervous. Same. Because I have some pretty, I have some pretty guilty pleasures when it comes to podcasts. So, back in 2016, I was planning my wedding, and part of that planning was planning my honeymoon. Mm-hmm. And we spent our honeymoon half at Disneyland Anaheim, and half at like the San Diego Zoo. But I am really type A, and when I get really anxious, I like to plan even more. So, and, like, I needed to plan on the go because, again, type A, anxious. And I thought, okay, well, there's got to be some Disneyland podcasts out there. (laughs) And, you know, um, there are. And they're very bad. Um, (laughs) 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 Maybe... You know, maybe this is just personal preference. I'm not going to name drop or call out specific podcasts. Mm -hmm. um, But there are quite a few that I listen to, and they all do very similar things. They are largely panel discussions, which I think is a very good setup for an informational let's talk about things podcast. Almost all of them have a tendency of having the most intense, over-the-top, super-long segment break music like just so over the top it's like each time they're like okay and that's our discussion and then here's a lot of things happening at once and it's like what's going on like it was terrifying i felt like that um you know the spongebob meme you know the one well there's several (laughs) but you know the one we're like terrified you know um oh oh, oh, i got you yeah yeah which is to say i suppose it was terrifying (laughs) and It didn't seem like they had an interest in making a good podcast, but just, like, having a good discussion, which I guess I can kind of feel. Mm -hmm. Um, But they're very not good, but I, I almost always listen to them. And I... There are weeks where I have to pass on listening to other shows that I really, really oh, love no. that I, I know. <laughs> I know. It's a problem. It's a problem. And, like... Half of the time, they're like, let's talk about Tokyo Disney Sea for two hours. Right. And I'm like, I must listen to it. I'll <laughs> die if I don't. I'll die. I'm never, I'm like, maybe one day I'll go to Tokyo Disney Sea. But like, I'm never going to go to probably Disneyland yeah. Paris. But like, yeah, I'm going to listen to that two hour long, terrible podcast about it. Of course I am. Do please give me a breakdown of Michael Jackson's Evo and how it's still <laughs> playing in Paris. <laughs> I know I just watched the Defunct Land video on it and listened to the (laughs) Defunct Land podcast about it, but do please, dude in his closet, tell me. I need it. (laughs) I need more. 
There is, okay, I will say that I, I will call out one specific show. There is one show that I routinely call one of my favorites, and it is specifically, it's called Storied. And it is by the wonderful Jeff Bayham, who has written several, several, several books on specifically the Haunted Mansion. That's his expertise. Yes, I'm a big Haunted Mansion person, which surprises zero people. (laughs) So Storied is supposed to be um, the story of how the Haunted Mansion was conceived of and built and established, because it does have a very interesting history. Yep. Um, The first episode is all about um, Disney's inspirations for the mansion and like the stories that led up to him conceptualizing the idea of a haunted house within Disneyland. Mm -hmm. Um, It was released in like, I don't know, 2016, 2015. There's never been another episode. But Uh, do I call it one of my favorite Disney podcasts? Yeah, you bet I do. You bet your ass. (laughs) Gavin, I'd love to hear about your first Guilty Pleasure podcast. Oh, boy. You know, I'm so excited. I want to add in a quick supplemental because you just mentioned a podcast that hasn't uploaded in forever. So I'm not going to go too (laughs) in-depth on this. But one of my supplemental is Super Ego from, like, the, the Upright Citizens Brigade in California. Super Ego was this podcast that's like Paul F. Tompkins, Thomas Lennon, like all those Californian comedians mm-hmm. under the guise that it's a um, it's a series of case study tapes from like wackadoo psychological studies. But they're, it's always just like it'll say the person's name and then like what's wrong with them, like extreme narcissism. And then that's the setup for the skit. Oh, fine. Like, there's re- there's one recurring skit that's Thomas Lennon's that I love, where he's the, <laughs> he's the guy trying to get you to come down to the Creationist Museum, but it's <laughs> like, the driveway to that museum is a dirt road behind a Texaco, and do not park at the Texaco, do use the dirt road behind the Texaco. <laughs> he's, just, <laughs> he's trying really hard to sell the idea that humans are alive at the same time as dinosaurs, and do not park at the Texaco. <laughs> <laughs> And it hasn't it hasn't updated in a while. No, they they stopped making it in like oh. 2016, I think, with one of those well, one of those BS. Maybe we'll make more endings. Hey, you know, Limetown was in the same boat. Yeah, and we are getting Limetown season two in 2018, which is nice. So yeah, who knows? Who knows? Right. So my actual first guilty pleasure one is kind of a. I'm gonna sound like a hypocrite, and it might be. Because I run a podcast in which we review bad erotica sometimes. It's not always bad, but sometimes it is. My first one is a podcast about reviewing bad books called I Don't Even Own a Television, in which two San Francisco-based comedians slash humorists, I guess, sit down and review bad books. And the the shtick is every book is bad. Sometimes they like the book, but it's still a bad book. The reason it's a guilty pleasure of mine is sometimes I just cannot stand this show. There are times (laughs) where I get like very angry at it and stop listening to podcasts for the rest of the day because (laughs) (laughs) because I am a giant child and every now and then they will express dislike of something that i think is actually okay uh it's actually a pretty responsible show for one run by two white dudes they fully admit their privilege and stuff like that and it's actually a show i'd recommend but if they find a book that you secretly have a crush on like (laughs) like if you really like girl with a dragon tattoo probably don't listen to that episode oh geez 
that this turned into kind of a backhanded recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> well, honestly, same with all the Disneyland podcasts. If you yeah. love Disneyland, go explore that wide world of podcasts. They're bad, but you'll love them. All right. Speaking of you'll love it, we got to talk about your next one because I got I got stories too. <laughs> okay, so <sighs> I talk often about how the worst thing in podcasting is when a celebrity sits down at a mic, boom, presses record, and thinks that they have made a podcast. They have not made a podcast. They have made an audio file that you can download on iTunes for free. Yes. There is a distinct difference. <laughs> um, and, and they probably had an intern set it up. Yeah, and they yeah, and if there is any editing, they didn't do it. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> I love and I mean, I, like, I love the Alton Brown cast. It is so good. And, like, well, I think that what also makes this such a guilty pleasure is that, like, it's a pretty good podcast, but one of the things that he does is he he interviews other chefs or other yeah. people that he thinks are interesting. And his interviews make me so deeply uncomfortable. Um, but I love it. Like, oh, my, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> It wasn't me. I thought it was me the whole time. There is one. I don't remember who his interviewee was, but it was some big chef. And he is asking the chef. God, he's asking. Oh, my God. No, it was William Shatner. Yes, it was William Shatner. Right? (laughs) Where they're making biscuits, right? They're making biscuits. And then William Shatner starts interviewing him, right? Yes. So there's this, yes, they're interviewing each other back and forth and they're making biscuits. And at one point, either William Shatner asks Alton Brown or Alton Brown asks William Shatner. I don't, I don't remember because the whole thing was so uncomfortable. One of them asks each other. (laughs) (laughs) I like how you just, we we have gotten to the point where we're cracking ourselves up. It's such, it's so fucking crazy that it's like hard to say with actual words. They ask, one of them asks the other. Do you, did you love your mother or your grandmother more? Oh, oh, yes. Yes. I remember this. <laughs> and, I was, and I was just sitting there listening to this podcast, reeling. Who asks that? And who asks that on a podcast? And then also, who leaves that in the podcast? There was another one where Giada De Laurentiis was, was on. And it was like just after she had some sort of like, Food Network challenge thing with Bobby Flay. Yeah. And basically, like, Alton Brown just dragged her through talking about how she felt so fundamentally um, betrayed by Bobby Flay and, like, how this was kind of traumatic for her. Like, it was, it shook her. And it's like, in this nice little food podcast, here's poor Giada De Laurentiis talking yeah. about her, like, emotional trauma with Bobby Flay. <laughs> with a Why? guy With a guy who interviewed Bobby Flay several episodes prior. Yes! And Bobby Flay was the most charming dude in the world. <laughs> By the way, Alton Brown cast, not a single damn transcript, which pisses me not off because I would have read it live. a single damn transcript. Oh, <sighs> yes. No, it's so, like... It's literally, it's just him sitting at a mic talking. There's some editing in there, definitely done by an intern. Um, His interviews are deeply uncomfortable, but like... A lot of them are done in like dressing rooms when he's at Iron... He churned out, (laughs) he churned out 
half a year's worth of content sitting in his dressing room for Iron <laughs> Chef and getting yep. Iron Chef contestants to come talk to him for an hour. <laughs> yep, uh, yep. I also want but to point like, out for anyone wondering, it has not uploaded since February 15th, 2017. <laughs> they got up yep. to 68 episodes and went, nah, that's it. But they do this though. They'll go on hiatus out of nowhere for months and then upload like weekly as though nothing ever happened. Also, I should say that like, it's a terrible podcast and uh, everything about it makes me angry. But at one point he talked about the the brand of men's accessories, Hook and Albert. Yeah. And uh, yes, I, I did buy several Hook and Albert products. <laughs> like, he's nothing if not a good salesman. For anyone um, who's not super experienced with Alton Brown, Alton Brown is a... Uh, oh, God, I didn't even think to explain who he is. Yes, he, please. He's, he's basically <laughs> known for being an edutainment cook in that when Food Network was still just, my name is Rachel Ray, I'm going to cook, let's do this, or like Emerald Lagasse, kind of all that crap, where it was just cooking shows, shows of people cooking. Alton Brown, who got his start in the culinary, like, college world around this time, wanted to make a show that not didn't just tell people recipes, it gave them the science of it, and in a fun kind of Bill Nye way. So that's how we got the show Good Eats, which ran for, I think, like eight seasons. That seems about right, yeah. And now, his brand is more of, because Alton Brown, the person, is super sarcastic. He's this Georgia gentleman who's He's kind of like Rhett from Rhett and Link, where he's constantly hovering on yeah. the edge of... You don't know if he's, like, with it as far as gender politics or racial identities or anything like that. He always seems like a super nice dude, but he might just be that uncle at Thanksgiving who says one thing, and then you're like, oh, she... Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, there it is. You're waiting for him to say the problematic thing. But it doesn't help that Alton Brown is super duper duper sarcastic. When he's not in the character that he plays on Good Eats, he is a super snarky dude. So it comes off weird. Even when he's interviewing people, I want to hear him interview like Adam Savage. I am a giant fan of Adam Savage. I used to listen to his podcast. It's just, it gets weird. I I love that you brought that up because it just, yeah, his interviews... It's either him talking at someone or being talked at. (laughs) Yes. And then inevitably some question that should not be asked. And then that's the line of conversation that they stick with. Because like we talked about with that William Shatner interview, they are making biscuits in William Shatner's kitchen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there is a mic that is near William Shatner's face. And as as much as William Shatner is concerned, who cares? He is yeah. talking. <laughs> he, he interviews Alton Brown more so than anyone else. Uh, yeah. And that's how it gets real, real, real weird, real fast. Yeah. So I, I mentioned to you, I my entire podcast career starts with the Alton Brown cast. Yeah, I want to hear about this story. I really, really liked Alton Brown. And just in Googling him in 2015, 2014, I stumbled across the podcast. And I didn't have like an MP3 player or anything like that. I did have a phone, so... I just started listening to episodes of that. And then I came across episode 42, which went up on April 18th, 2014. I probably heard this many, many months later, but it's the episode where he talks to John Hodgman for Mm. uh, like two hours. It's a very long episode. And what, what happens is it's not necessarily an interview. It's a, it's an hour and 11 minutes. 
it's not necessarily an interview. It's them co-remembering a road trip they took in the <laughs> South. Where they just, oh, I remember this! Where they just bounced around eating good barbecue and going to live readings of their book or a book that one of them had just put out. I'm vaguely remembering this. I haven't listened to it in forever. But I, I don't know why, but the, John Hodgman has a very cool speaking voice. And yes. both of them can tell a story very well. So I was like, I kind of remember John Hodgman being the, hi, I'm a Mac and I'm a PC. Like, that's that's his thing. Mm-hmm. So I started looking at who is this Hodgman fellow outside of this podcast. And that's when I found the Judge John Hodgman podcast on Max Fun. Ah, yep. And then I started listening to that. And then I tried Sawbones and thought Justin McElroy's voice was the most irritating thing I'd ever heard in my in my life. Really? I hate, sorry for on the one billionth chance that a McElroy hears this. I'm a fan now. But when I was like 19, good Lord, I thought Justin was the corniest thing to ever sit in front of a mic. <laughs> and I was like, and I think at one point I thought CD could do better. And oh my <laughs> God. That's, that's funny because like, Justin's voice was always one where I was like, oh, that's a good voice. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> of course, my my moods change on the wind, it seems, for certain mm-hmm. things. But yeah, I, I tried a few. I listened to Oh No, Ross and Carrie, and I basically just bounced around Max Fun. And then I found the Thrilling Adventure Hour, and that's really where I kind of branched out into there's all these people that are doing other shows. And that's when I installed a podcast app. So I can listen to multiple things at the same time. So really, it's Alton Brown's fault. I cook the way I cook, and it's Alton Brown's fault. I listen to podcasts. Nice. Oh, okay, Gavin, what's your second choice? So my second choice is one in which a very well-paid celebrity sits in front of a mic <laughs> <laughs> and does not do any editing because it's a it's a friggin' Earwolf podcast. Ugh. Earwolf makes some quality content. I don't want to... I don't want I'm, to bag I'm on. a huge fan of beautiful stories from anonymous people. So I can say, you know, they do some good work. So I don't want to bag on the entire Earwolf network, but I, it, they do have a lot of, here's a mildly famous person and talk about movies. <laughs> like, who cares? My uh, my guilty pleasure is Spontaneous Nation with Paul F. Tompkins. And yes, that is the full title of the show. I'm not just saying that Paul F. Tompkins is the host. Oh, Lord. The basic premise of Spontaneous Nation is Paul F. Tompkins, being Paul F. Tompkins, sits at a table with a in-house crew of four improvisers. I think it's four. Then they have a uh, guest come on, and Paul asks them a question that the guest from last week just asked. Like, he has them come up with a question, and then he asks it to the new person cold, like they have no idea. And that kind of sparks a conversation. And from that conversation, the second half of the episode is the improvisers and him doing a skit based in a location suggested by Twitter, and they have to work in stuff from the conversation. So it's a fun hmm. improv thing. And the the coolest thing about the show is they have a soundboard that has three buttons. There's one that does like a back in the past, and then there's like a dream effect to bring you back to the present. And then there's a whoosh to go somewhere else in present time. So with those three effects, you can have flashbacks, flash forwards, and like scene transitions. And anyone can do it. So it opens up a lot more fun improv possibilities. Yeah. There are episodes that are not funny. But there are also episodes that transcend the podcast and become some of the funniest just comedy I've heard in a while. Including oh, the one where... Oh, go ahead. 
I was just going to say, my favorite example being the episode where John Hamm was the guest. Oh, Lord. Because sometimes, mainly with bigger celebrities, they drop by for the interview. Maybe they'll stay to watch the improv, but they won't join in. So, for some reason, sewers are mentioned in the uh, conversation. So, the improv starts this long thing about a white picket fence suburb community, and then all the characters are kids that go down in the sewer, and then they meet, like, a rat king. And then at one (laughs) point, out of nowhere, I thought he wasn't in the studio. John Hamm walks up. (laughs) <laughs> in those in the scene playing John Ham <laughs> as if John Ham the actor <laughs> has gotten lost in this sewer and is just like hey how's it going i'm John Ham and it was the perfect <laughs> thing to happen in that scene and the, you could tell the act the like improv people are just losing it <laughs> it was just this really funny moment and sometimes it's just like hey we're in a ski lodge yeah <laughs> Yeah, another that's that's a that's similar to another Earwolf show that I uh, that I like is Hello from the Magic Tavern, where um, which I think is a great show. But sometimes the episodes are like, "Mm, I listened to that. That's all. I I sure did listen to it. And then the other half (laughs) is like, this is the this is the weirdest, best, funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. And I don't know how to describe this with words to anyone ever. I think that's a good place to move on to the podcast exchange where uh, where much like uh, Invention Exchange on Mystery Science Theater, I have a podcast I think you haven't heard of and you have one I probably haven't heard of. Hopefully. <laughs> we're going to swap. So yeah. why don't you start us off? Yeah, absolutely. So my pick for, for this episode is called Six Cold Feet. Um, yeah, I recently wrote a review of this and... It is an audio drama. Um, It is an entire season, and it tells one specific story. It's an anthology kind of in the way of, like, um, American Horror Story, where next season will be a completely different story. And I didn't know where this podcast was going to go. I think that for a lot of audio dramas, we suspect some sort of uh, Mm -hmm. huge story. We suspect like, oh, there's going to be a sci-fi element. There's going to be a magical realism uh, element. That wasn't the case for this at all. It was a story about people. Specifically, this follows um, a protagonist named River. Yeah. And River is trying to find his missing sister. But what's really interesting is that instead of the usual true crime investigative journalism setup, it's a lot more of him reminiscing about his sister and why she's so important to him. Um, He talks about their musical careers together a lot. And it's just really beautiful. it's It's a very interesting play on an unreliable narrator. The acting is fantastic. The use of music is great. The editing is great. Super highly recommended. I think that you'd like it. All right, that sounds wonderful. On the note on the on that subject of a well edited put together audio drama, I want to recommend a Scottish podcast. Do tell. That's the title, a Scottish podcast. <laughs> it's <sighs> Does it have to do with Hamlet? It's difficult No, unfortunately. Uh huh. maybe future okay. seasons. So, it's kind of hard to sell it because the opening the the prequel episode that's like 10 minutes, 14 minutes long, doesn't really have a super lot of important information for the late, but basically uh, there are two friends in Scotland, who I think it's in uh, Glasgow, I think, or in the suburbs of, that one of them was a hotshot 
pop guy. He worked. He had a he had a high end radio career. That's two years before the podcast. Starts. Okay. So he's just kind of this like burner burned out dude with uh, doing local radio, like local public access radio. He's nowhere near where he used to be. Uh, and he decides he's going to start a podcast about supernatural stuff, and he's just going to fake it. But they hear about this ancient underground like Roman bunker being found in the city when they were digging for a bridge or something. So they sneak in there and see some spooky stuff. So the idea is it's these two and like razor wit funny guys going around encountering sometimes supernatural stuff, sometimes just normal things that accidentally scare them. But <laughs> so it's like an odd mix of a sitcom and an actually kind of scary horror podcast. It's like they lull you into forgetting that this is supposed to be scary and then just kind of flex those horror muscles. Yeah, that sounds extremely up my alley. Yeah. So that was the exchange. I think that went pretty well. I didn't rock up with, they got this podcast for you. It's called Schmanders. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so shall we, shall we tell people where they can find us besides this podcast? Yeah, absolutely. Listeners, you can find me at... W-I-L-W underscore rights. That's Will W. Rights on Twitter or at WillWilliams.reviews. Again, that's Will with one L. Gavin, where can our listeners find you? You can find me on Twitter at The Pod Report, T-H-E-P-O-D-R-E-P-O-R-T. Or uh, you can find my uh, review website, thepodreport.wordpress.com. And uh, I think that, yeah, that's about it. So up next, just to close out our show, we have <laughs> a segment. To make sure I'm, you never come back. To make sure you never return. We have a segment that I'm very excited about. Um, we are going to pitch each other some podcasts. So, um, Gavin, do you want to hear about my podcast? Yes. Okay. I think it'd be really great. So my, <laughs> my concept is. <laughs> the fact that you're laughing already is. <laughs> so my concept is. You have um, you have three cheese makers. And, <laughs> <laughs> and what they do is they um, they give their, li their listeners advice on you know making cheese and everything that goes into that. Um, the questions aren't very good though, and usually the answers aren't very good either. Um, and it's called <laughs> and it's called my Gouda, my Gouda, and Brie. <laughs> What's up, you cool Baybells? <laughs> as soon as you said, as soon as you said advice, my I, my my brain just started taking my brother, my brother, and me, and rolling words in, or my and just like roll the dexing, trying to figure out what cheese pun was coming. Yeah, uh, my gouda, my gouda, and Bree. <laughs> Oh, okay. I'm very proud. <laughs> Will, would you like to hear about my podcast suggestion? <laughs> so much. So much. So I'm going to pitch a slice of life travelogue in which we put two people in a car. They mm -hmm. have to use a paper map to get to a destination. That's basically mm -hmm. all the direction they give. It's more about how they get to know each other. So to make this a little bit more meta, I'm going to say I'm going to cast this podcast. I'm going to put you... And mm -hmm. Star Trek alum slash host of Geek and Sundry's Tabletop, Mr. Wheaton, together on this road okay. trip. The title of the show will be Where There's a Will, There's a Way. <laughs> That's terrible. 
my my girlfriend from the other room just said she hated it. <laughs> I love that you even included the detail of us both being one else. Never, That's fantastic. N- never mind. She said I'm an idiot, which is probably a better critique. <laughs> See, this is the this is the one I texted you about saying this is either going to make you laugh or you'll just quit the show. Oh no, I love it. It it would it would take a lot of willpower for me to not love uh, that. <laughs> this is where I just edit in the Skype hangup sound. <laughs> All right, that that does it for the pilot episode of Tuned In Dialed Up. I think that was a rip roaring good time, don't you, Will? Oh, I do believe so. And this is the part where we're like, okay, if you want to support the show, subscribe yeah. and review on iTunes or yeah, whatever. Boop, boop. Yeah. If you're listening to a podcast about podcasts, you're a, you're a responsible podcast listener, I assume. I would hope so. Thank you so much for listening. I'm just going to say bye. I think bye is good. Yep. Bye. Bye.